Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Well, welcome to On Life with Helen. It's been really super cool to have a new guest on the show and come up with topics. Today, we have Serena Jensen. We have known each other now, I think, for about seven, eight years, and we've worked together. We're friends. We're just carving our paths, and uh, they keep crossing left and right. And so I'm going to introduce you to Serena. Uh, She's going to share a little bit about herself. And then she's going to talk about her killer career pivot that she's made. And my gosh, if you don't get excited, I don't know, grab another cup of coffee because you should be. So I'm going to welcome Serena Jensen. Go for it, girl. Hello. Hello, my friend. And thank you so much. Yeah. So Helen and I met, gosh, I think it's actually been almost nine years ago now. And the reason I know that is because we spent a brief period of time as co-workers at our former employer before you went out and made a huge pivot and, and started your own business, which has been so exciting and fun and gratifying for me as a friend of yours to watch you navigate um, that landscape as an entrepreneur and, and all the success that you've had is just something that is, makes me really happy. But yeah, I just recently made a pivot of my own. I left that same employer about a year and a half ago. I, it's almost been two years. I can't believe how fast it's flown by. Time really does fly when you're having fun. And I am having fun being a benefits broker again. I had really started to feel frustrated and a little bit stagnant only because I was becoming exposed to different components of our healthcare delivery system that was making me feel like, I wasn't really having enough of a positive impact for the employers that I represent. It's great, you know, to have really good service and a really strong service team. It's great to, you know, work for a high quality company with good values and whatnot. But ultimately, I was feeling very frustrated because of our concentration in small group California-based business. And there's not a whole lot you can do in terms of creativity and, and strategic plan design. Um, in that space. So I did make a change. I considered a few different options and settled on joining the team at Solve, which is actually Veris Insurance is our corporate name. And Solve is a new DBA that we introduced last fall during a rebrand to really emphasize 
the fact that we're independent, we're not for sale. And so uh, we're very excited about our new branding and our new color scheme and our new logo and everything. It was very strategically designed. But really what we're all about is empowering and educating employers about the fact that the healthcare delivery system is somewhat stacked against them and teaching them how to fight back against the system and how to deliver better benefits, better health outcomes, better price points um, for their company and for their employees. And I'm excited to be a benefits broker again. Yeah. So what type of business owner, size of group or people kind of fit your model and are you most excited to bring this opportunity to? Yeah, thanks for that question. So I would say we don't really focus in any particular industry. What we focus on is the type of employer that we're looking to partner with. We're looking for employers that are innovative and that are brave because like I said, we're we're disrupting things in the traditional marketplace. And so a lot of times we're asking employers to do things that, you know, might feel a little bit scary, you know, in terms of redesigning the way that their health plan functions. But we're very, very careful about what recommendations we make. We look very carefully at their data and make recommendations, you know, based on facts, not on, uh, not on our wish list. And it's very client first, very focused on what's best for the employer, not what's best for our profit margin, which is pretty much the standard approach of what we observe, not only in the large national brokerages, but also in the smaller uh, brokerages around the country. There's a little bit too much focus on their profitability for my taste. And so that's what we're looking for in terms of size. Part of this was moving up market. So I now focus on large employers where we have a little bit more autonomy in terms of designing their programs. You know, it's a little bit challenging to do that in the California small group market. But yeah, so 100 plus employees and we're marketing all over the country. I'm so excited. I just welcomed a client that's based in Colorado. I have another new client that's based in Washington state and has clients you know, in five different states. I have another local client that (laughs) their former broker, even though they have over 200 employees, still had them on a small group program. We found so much savings by actually doing the work of marketing them to the large group market that they were able to add a contribution from the company for dependents. They've never had that before. And I can't tell you how wonderful it felt to be at their open enrollment meeting and watch their executives telling their employees, yeah, we've never paid for your family members before, but now we're going to pay 75% of their premiums on a better plan than they had before. That's the kind of stuff we're doing. Isn't it nice to go to an employee, an employee benefits enrollment meeting and have some like really good news uh, it's to fantastic. share? Yeah. I'm excited again. I really am. It's, I was feeling very frustrated and almost like a caged bird before. But, and, and yeah, it's, it's very invigorating and very gratifying to deliver these kind of results to employers all throughout the country. So if you were to just kind of list off maybe the top two or three benefits or reasons why somebody should look at this type of concept, can you help us understand that a little bit better? Oh, heck yeah. 30 to 50% savings. Wow. So one client that was spending about a million bucks a year on their benefits 
They're now spending 486000 for better benefits, not by increasing the deductibles, not by shifting costs to employees, but actually delivering better benefits at a lower price point. And that's because we come in and we redesign the plan. We shave a lot of that extra fluff out that's going to fund you know, the system, if you will, and we put that money back in the hands of the employers that we represent. So it's really cool because, you know, they need that cash flow. And the types of things that our clients are doing with that money is super exciting. They're giving bigger bonuses to their staff. They're adding contributions towards the dependent premium. They're expanding the benefits and lowering the co-pays. They're doing all kinds of fun stuff. Wow. That is super cool. So what do they get most nervous about? Or they're like, oh my God, this is too good to be true. Help me understand this just one more level. So I'm secure in even turning my census over to you or having another conversation. Oh yeah, totally. We see that all the time. I mean, it is scary and it's a big lift. It's a lot of extra work that most brokers don't know how to do or are not willing to do. You know, it's something that in my past life, I'm just going to be totally direct and candid about it. I tell employers this all the time. You know, I learned just enough about alternative funding in order to present it to my clients and then discourage them from going in that direction because I didn't understand it fully. I felt a little intimidated by all these concepts. And also, I saw what it was going to do to my revenue, quite frankly. And I was like, "Um, that's a problem. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because I was trained in a traditional broker market, profit, profit, profit. But when you actually immerse yourself into learning how these concepts work and the results that they can bring forth, it's almost a no brainer. But yeah, it is a difficult um, process. It's it's not easy, but that's what we're here for. That's what, we're the experts and we take care of the hard stuff. So yeah, we go at, we go at their pace. You know, we educate them. We show them all kinds of really interesting, eye-opening, very enlightening and angering details and facts. Numbers don't lie. And we show them numbers and the numbers are real. And so when we're able to demonstrate to them what's really going on and show them that there's a better way to deliver benefits to their employees, most employers get really excited about that. Some don't, and that's okay. You know, that we don't have to represent everybody, but we're, we're reaching out to as many employers as we can get in front of to at least educate and empower them, if nothing else. No pressure. We're not trying to sell anything, you know, in those initial conversations. We just want you to know what's going on. So as an employee, when my plan changes, is it any different at the employee perspective? Uh, yeah, is it-, it can be. Work really diligently to make it completely transparent for the employee. But sometimes there's a little noise. You know, sometimes there's some disruption. That's that's part of the process. But we set the stage. We let the employees know, you know, this is what you can expect to happen. This is how to deal with it. So we make sure that they have resources to deal with, with you know, those initial bumps in the road. Like my one new client that totally changed their whole funding methodology in January. You know, the first two weeks were rough. It was a little bit scary, but we worked it all out. We got the employees that were having issues, what they needed, contacted their um, providers, got them what they needed. And now, you know, all's quiet on the front. Sweet. And do they get to keep 
they're same doctors when they make these transitions and providers and the whole deal. So, uh, you know, just, you know, that's always the first thing we think about, right? Uh, do I get to keep my doctors? Access. Yeah. You're, you're no longer bound to that network anymore. We expand your access to providers. And we also help you learn how to quality check the providers. We also help people understand that, you know, this hospital over here versus this hospital down the street you're going to get very different outcomes in a lot of cases in terms of the performance metrics of those providers. So we're looking for quality care. We're looking for affordable access. Bye-bye, network. Nice, nice. Wow, that's kind of fun, actually. It is. (laughs) I love it. I can't tell you. It was a scary thing for me to do. I had a perfectly, you know, comfortable Um, gig before but like I said I was just feeling very frustrated and I probably this is probably one of the smartest things I've ever done in my career and I wish I had done it sooner yeah so I know that you're like you're all over this you're very like excited again about going to work and showing up and having solutions for your clients and I know this because we talk about it every time you and I get together and have a chat And it's just super excited to hear, you know, in all of the issues that we've all gone through in the last couple of years, you know, that you're super excited and perked up and and ready for the next, the next phase uh, in your life and your career. Yeah, I love that you said that. And it's so true. I mean, you've observed me through this odyssey. You knew me when, you know, when I was just like feeling vaguely frustrated and like, I don't know, you know, I even thought about switching careers. I thought about, I maybe I don't want to be in this business anymore. And I actually even, you know, started up a uh, side hustle, if you will, which at the time I thought I was going to transition gradually away from insurance and into leadership development and communication support. So my business Stellar Stories is still around it's still active. I have a very uh, select handful of clients that I work with doing leadership consulting and um, communication strategy and stuff like that, which were the pieces of my prior life that I loved. I loved meeting with employers and doing open enrollments and helping nurture leaders, right? So it's I'm still doing those things, but what actually ended up happening was very different than what I expected. I changed my approach to employee benefits and what ended up happening was, like I said, you know, I got excited about benefits again. Like when I talk to employers now, I mean, it's almost, it's challenging to, you know, turn down the passion because I'm so excited like to be teaching them new stuff that they're not aware of. Sometimes they, they kind of know what, what's going on, but when we show them some of the actual numbers and metrics, I mean, it's, it's just invigorating. And, and so, yeah, I still, I still do, you know, like I said, leadership development, consulting and whatnot on the side. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a full-time benefits broker again. Nice. Well, I mean, there is no like going back to the old normal, right? We all need to find different ways to do business. And I think the further along that we get out of the pandemic and, you know, all of the different things that we've been experiencing, I think a lot of business owners are open now to looking at different ways of doing not only their own business, but offering benefits and just everything in general, like everything's under review, right? Because we've had to do so much pivoting 
the only way to survive is to find different ways to move forward into the future. And this sounds like an amazing opportunity for them and their employee benefits. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to be honest, that's why I rely on partners like you, you know, to also talk to my clients and potential clients about um, other strategies that they should be putting in place, right, for, for their executives. And with respect to life insurance, it really amazing to me how many employers I come across that don't have proper, um, you know, protection for the company with respect to, you know, their key folks. And I mean, if the pandemic taught us anything, right, it taught us that nothing is guaranteed. And this, this post-pandemic uh, job market is going to be increasingly competitive and employers have to pivot. They have to look at alternative strategies. You know, things, things are never going back to the way that they were before. And, you know, you have a fiduciary responsibility over the plan that you're administering for your employees. You have an obligation, you know, under the law to put your employees' best interests first. And if you're not seriously considering, you know, every option for doing that, then you're, you're not doing your plan justice. I'm so happy to hear you say that because, you know, my business, Outside of doing the podcast, I have an insurance agency, a general agency too, and I work with brokers like you. And I am so happy the same way you are when we finally get to get uh, business owners to look at key person, buy, sell, executive, put in some ways to provide pensions for their uh, key personnel's executives and to uh, to buy out their retirement and their partners. And it really kind of flows along the same lines as this new strategy and the way Solve does their business too. So I'm excited about, you know, sharing that with you and, uh, you know, having you give you the ability to offer everything to your, to your folks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, traditional broker approach, you have so many clients that you're renewing. Your account managers are usually pretty overwhelmed not only during the fourth quarter, but all throughout the year anymore. And all they're trying to do in, you know, by and large, in most cases, I'm not singling anybody out, but most traditional uh, models, all they're trying to do is get that through that renewal calendar, you know, get the renewal, look at some options, present some options, confirm decisions, do the open enrollment, do the post enrollment work, and then move on to the next. That is the traditional approach. And I did that for seven years. I agree with you. It's just a hustle, man. It's just. And we're doing it totally different. You know, our, our account executives are, I mean, they're very well paid. I will say that they are, <laughs> they, they're, they're paid at, at um, top tier for their, you know, for salary benchmarks and stuff like that. And they earn it, you know, they, they work their butts off, but the average client to account executive ratio at our brokerage is seven. Wow. Our account executives have seven-ish clients that they're responsible for. Again, these are different kinds of groups, right? These are employers that have 200, 500, 2,000. I think our largest client might have about 4,000 enrolled employees. But it gives you the opportunity to stop, look, listen, think strategically, you know, talk about strategies that might be able to help the employer not just compete and keep up, but get ahead, right? Because everybody, whether it's your finances, whether it's your business, whatever, 
Everybody falls into one of three buckets, okay? You're either getting ahead, you're keeping up, or you're falling behind. And what we're doing is we're helping employers to get ahead and stay ahead with innovative strategies and solutions, including, you know, pension, key person, retention. It's great for retention. I mean, who wants to lose one of their top executives to the competitor down the street, you know, and all of their expertise walks right out the door. I mean, you know, I, I can point to some employers who have experienced that, right? So Yeah, uh, you know, I just hired a, a, a new full-time employee and she's in her early 30s and Basically, I just asked her, like, how do you want to work? Because I'm hiring you to do a job. I don't want to micromanage you. I know you've got three kids. You know, they're 14, maybe 10 and nine or something. And I listened to her and and we worked it out. And everyone is super happy. And it's my job to figure out how to keep her happy. And so that's just part of the deal now. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your big event that you have coming up in Las Vegas. Uh, Let me just kind of set this up that Serena and I uh, also were very active in the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters uh, and then at the state level and um, also the National Association of Health Underwriters. Uh, uh, Serena was involved before me, but she was very gracious when I started getting active in walking me through and, and showing me the ropes. And I'm super grateful. And um, because of her activity, they have this uh, wonderful event every year in Las Vegas. So I'm going to turn it over to you so you could talk about that too. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's my passion project. So I think our next event will have already taken place probably by the time this episode gets put out. But Let me just share a little bit about it. So first of all, and all of our participants will get the full version of this origin story because it's in our participant workbook. Yes, we have a workbook for our participants. It's a program and it's also um, there, you know, for you to put your notes and, you know, reflect on everything that's going on there and whatnot. We're super excited about it. But anyway, in the workbook, we include our origin story and really the Women's Leadership Summit was uh, was born at an industry dinner. We had a uh, birthday dinner at, a, at an event for a friend of ours. And over time, it developed into, it started out as kind of like a little bit of a silly game that involved some little party favors. But anyway, uh, long story short, it turned into an incredibly supportive and nurturing sisterhood of support that the six of us really wanted to expand and pay forward. We wanted other female leaders uh, to be able to experience what we were experiencing in terms of camaraderie and, like I said, mutual support. So we've started the Women's Leadership Summit as a Kahu event hosted by our state professional association, Kahu now um, known as KHIP, uh, recently added a DBA that kind of more fits what we do in the marketplace. But We hosted our first event in 2019. We limited it to 100 female insurance leaders by design because we wanted to make sure that we had good quality control. And we hosted it in Las Vegas solely because Las Vegas is an easy place, you know, to get in and out of and, you know, obviously has tons of convention, you know, space or whatever. We went off the strip on purpose 
We wanted ladies to really be able to stay fully engaged in in the um, experience of the summit. And it was a smashing success. It the emotional and powerful breakthroughs that happened there, including for myself. I've made huge life changes since that. That really makes me emotional to just kind of even think about and contemplate. But um, we had some incredible breakthroughs, really intimate moments. And then we were going to have our second event in March of 2020, but this little thing called COVID came along <laughs> and we, we ended up canceling that event like two weeks before it was supposed to happen. And that's when, you know, everybody was shutting down and staying in their house, you know, <laughs> like nobody was coming out of their houses and whatnot. So we postponed it a few times after that. And, you know, COVID was, was a, uh, stubborn thing, wasn't it? So we kept having to push it out, push it out. But finally, we're having our second annual WLS three years later from 2019 to 2022. But we always had planned to expand it out beyond the insurance industry. We started there, but we've invited, we have participants that are coming that are not in the insurance industry. And I'm so excited. I mean, we've almost doubled um, our belly button count for this event. I'm amazed and delighted at the response that we've received. And so, yeah, in just about a week, a little bit over a week, we will all be together for three very impactful days where people will have breakthroughs. People will go home with a refreshed understanding of who they are, what they're about, and what they should do with that power. Can you share with me maybe a breakthrough that you had and if maybe what happened in 2019 helped to move you in this new direction with Solve uh, Insurance? And then maybe do you have a story of uh, someone else that you're, that you know of that wouldn't mind sharing their story, uh, breakthrough story as well? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, when I think, and I was, I was pretty well accomplished when we had that event, you know, I mean, I've always been kind of a go-getter. It's just in my blood. And when I think of where my head was at when we hosted that event compared to where it is now, it's like night and day. I almost can't even believe I'm the same person, to be honest. (laughs) The courage and the confidence that I came away from that event with is is just immeasurable. And I mean, like I said, I was I was confident and unapologetically, you know, walking in my own skin before then and whatnot all those things, but it just changed. It changed me. It really did. And, you know, the women's leadership summit, I mean, people, some people don't realize this, but we don't exclude men. We don't get a whole lot of men that are interested because, you know, we do tell them you will have to participate in the activities. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, we're not a man bashing platform at all. What we are about is we are about encouraging and nurturing female leaders who are already leaders or aspiring to be leaders. And it's not just about your business life. It's about your whole life. It's about your relationships, your home life, who you are, you know, as as a human being on this planet, you know, and things that you're passionate about and the things that you struggle with. And this sisterhood, you know, that allows us this space to totally be freely ourselves and not be afraid of our power, but to step into it, to lean in. Like I said, it's, it's very, very powerful and it's life-changing. It's, it's not meant to, we're not anti-man at all, quite the contrary. We just want to teach our participants 
you know, how to stand alongside your male counterparts or even your fluid counterparts. Okay, let's be PC about right. <laughs> um, whatever and be the leader that, you know, you were created to be. So I know uh, you and I have been through a lot together because we have that sisterhood. And sometimes to be brave, you need to make that phone call and just tell someone that you're scared about taking this next step or you're afraid, you know, it's not going to work out the way that you intended. But, you know, we all know nothing ever does. Right. You need to get on the road and start taking those steps forward. But having people that you can call along the way that, you know, help you along and and tell you that you're doing a great job when sometimes you think you're not, it's I mean, you just can't do this business without that, you know, to have your your crew and your support system. And I know that that's what this group of women do. And when you say men supporting, I mean, they support it financially, too. Right. Don't they contribute? Yeah. Why don't you just talk a little bit about, you know, how they do sponsor to provide this space to, to help women kind of get it together? Yeah, absolutely. So we developed our Mars squad in homage to the the book from, I think it was like the 1980s or 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I mean, that's certainly applicable in my house, I can tell you. (laughs) And so, yeah, we, we gave them an opportunity to just come alongside us and support the platform. It's 250 bucks a year to be a Mars squad member. You get a cool, you know, um, shirt. And you get recognition and you get to support this platform, helping your female counterparts, you know, to step into their role as a leader. So when you say that you're opening it up to people outside of the insurance industry, uh, how are you doing that? And who are you making it available to? It's available to anybody, really. I mean, okay. we have it at a very affordable price point as far as the registration, Um we're not trying to make a huge profit or anything like that. Like I said, we're, we're trying to just empower women to, to step into their, you know, full potential, you know, and to get out of their own way. I was one of the keynote speakers at the first one in 2019. And that was the title of my speech was get out of your own way. You know, what's standing between you and the success that you deserve. And I was in my own way. You know what I mean? I had a lot of self-imposed barriers where, you know, I wanted to be a go-getter, but I didn't want to be too much of a go-getter. You know, I didn't want to step out of line or find my place in the world. You know, very, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, so, you know, I have a lot of issues. (laughs) Well, you know, it's so funny because you and I have some similar personalities where, you know, you know, when we walk in the room, right, we try and, you know, come powered down a little bit, but we're here, you know, <laughs> and we're here to serve. And so sometimes it can be, you know, we can blow people up a little bit, but, you know, that's where we have trained ourselves to not be so present sometimes or be a little bit quieter than we we really are. But um, as we get to learn that we don't need to do that anymore and be our, our own self, the better things work out. And the people that want to work with us, they find us, they love it. And it's uh, very comfortable and, and I'm enjoying it. Me too. Me yeah. Too. So I know that uh, you had invited me into another group that we just started working with. I can't remember the name, but maybe you can share yeah, it with everybody. Absolutely. My brain's just freezing up right now. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So yeah. yeah. So this group was actually started by a friend of mine, another fr- uh, colleague turned friend, um, Susan Combs. 
out of New York. And Susan started this group called the Wonder Woman Mastermind. She's a big fan of Wonder Woman, the superhero, um, as are a lot of us, right? Wonder Woman's just cool and her, you know, invisible jet and all that stuff. And she invited me and a handful of other ladies to form this task force, you know, Basically, Susan Susan writes a, a column for uh, Benefits Pro magazine called "What's the Good News, Ladies," and basically, she's she's doing that. You know, she's an empowered woman who's empowering other women, and she's telling women's stories. You know, of success. You know, both in business and in other areas of our lives, right? Because as women, you know, not to be sexist or anything, but we tend to, you know, generally speaking, wear a lot of hats, right? And so. This column that she wrote, you know, she wanted to create a space where all of these women that she has featured can get together and talk about stuff, you know, this type of stuff that challenges us, you know, as business owners, as employees, as, you know, aspiring professionals and whatnot. So this Wonder Woman Mastermind, we host a meeting once a month for all of the women that belong to the mastermind, usually I don't know, 20, 25 people usually attend of, I don't know, maybe about 100. And those numbers aren't really necessarily quotable, but something like that where we, yeah, we just talk about stuff. Somebody will facilitate, you know, for the beginning of the meeting and then we'll have open discussion where we all get all kinds of um, fun insights and tips. I've learned so many different business resources that I had never heard of. And we even did one uh, over the holidays just for fun. You know, we did some makeup tips and I'm, I'm pretty old school with my makeup game. <laughs> I, I learned a lot about things I didn't even know existed that you can, you know, be doing your face and stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. It's a fun group and um, I'm really glad to have you in there. You know, and of course, your article is easy to find online by just Googling your name. Yeah, I'm super excited to learn about everyone because it's nationwide. And that's what I'm most excited about is just to hear about how other women are doing business in other parts of the country because it's, you know, it's similar, but it's not right because yeah, yeah every region has its own, its own issues. So uh, it's one of my goals this year to, you know, give everyone a call, get to know them and just uh, participate with this uh, new level of women in business. I think it's pretty exciting and uh, and Susan Combs, I went on her website and read her bio. She's a, I'm going to call her, she's a badass, man. She's got a lot going on and I look forward to getting to know her better as well. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'll, I'll give her a quick little plug. She actually just published a book and it's all about, you know, mentoring and, you know, she learned a lot from her dad and of course from, from her life in business and whatnot. And so, yeah, she's, she's now an Amazon bestseller. Uh, the book is called Pancakes for Roger and, and it's, it's pretty cool. So I definitely recommend, you know, checking that out. So if you were to send a message to yourself when you were younger in this business or any producers that are going out at their own in their, uh, in their 30s and early 40s, what would you share with them as far as the future and, and how they should really be approaching their businesses today? Yeah, that's a really important question, Helen, because that's exactly what, what I'm doing right now, in all honesty, is, and that's part of the Women's Leadership Summit, is it took me a really long time and a lot of struggle to get to this mental space that I'm in. And 
I consider it an honor and a privilege to help younger professionals, both male, female, and, you know, everything in between to get out of their own way a lot sooner than I did to not be afraid of their power. I I tend to have a pretty dominant personality. I know that. I mean, I've been living in this uh, (laughs) body for, you know, almost 53 years now. You're singing to the choir. Yeah. I know I suck the air out of a room sometimes and, you know, I work on that. I try really hard not to interrupt people and, you know, to be quiet and listen and let other people, you know, have some, some air in the room and whatnot. But At the same time, for a really long time, I was holding myself back. I was a little intimidated by the fire in my belly. And I don't feel that way anymore. And if people don't like it, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I I stopped caring. And it's not that I don't care what people think or how they perceive me. I do. I mean, right. We're all human. That's just part of, you know, that's the way I was raised. My mother wore lipstick in the house, you know, so. But I don't care anymore in terms of, I really do believe a saying that I heard many years ago that what other people think of you is none of your business. Right. You're here to be you. You are created as a one of a kind that has never been here before and will never be here again. And there is nothing more empowering than stepping into that reality and just being who you are and living in your own skin. And if people don't like it, tough. Too bad. You know, go talk to somebody else. Yeah, I wish I also, you know, I'm learning that now and feel really good about everything, to be honest with you. But I spent many years, you know, trying to fit other people's molds or recommendations. And, you know, I can tell you that I'm much more content now. I'm much more successful because I'm working with people that were were aligned And yeah, it's just a message uh, as I mentor, because really our jobs now, along with our careers, is to mentor the next generation, right? And so I know you do the same thing whenever I'm working with younger agents or, you know, people that are in their mid-career, that's one of the things I share with them. Just be you and you will find your business. Yes, that's really my top advice for anybody you know, who wants to fast track themselves to the success that they, that they're meant to have and that they deserve is no BS, you know, call it out, call it when you see it. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by people. That's one of my pet peeves is people who act superior. Who are you? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I let that stuff go and and the pieces will fall. And, And sometimes yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I see people roll their eyes at me. I know there's people in, in our in our family that don't want to be around me because they think I'm like obnoxious. And it's like, that's fine. That's you're entitled to that. You don't have to come around me. I so don't that's, care. That's so funny that you say that because my sisters are like, oh, yeah, that is you. Or like, there's always this reference to that's just you. And I just kind of giggle. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, really? It's like, I don't know. It is me. <laughs> We're sisters. You've been around me for over 60 years. It's like, you're still worried about it. <laughs> so that, that, I think that would be my number one piece of, of advice is just, you know, cut the BS. Don't, you don't have to stand for BS. If a boss is making you feel, you know, intimidated or, um, you know, talking out of both sides of their mouth or something like that, you don't have to stand for that. You know, this, this world has changed a lot and there's, tons of opportunities. You know, if you don't fit into the traditional 
box that that people want you to fit in. You don't you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, I the one thing I would also like to recommend, I know we're getting kind of all over the place here, but being part of an association or professional organization, I think for anyone who's striking out on their own uh, for the first couple of, you know, two to three to five years, it's imperative to uh, get involved in your local community, your industry. You know, I've launched my career through being involved with the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters uh, through working with brokers and just being around and listening to ideas and being introduced to people and having resources. So, yeah, I couldn't be happier. It's, I'm really glad that you brought that up, Helen, because it's true. And there's too many people that, you know, are like, no, it's mine. You know, those are my secrets. That's that's how I market. I'm not going to share my ideas. You know, th- that's an old way of thinking. And, and it's tired. You know, there is power in community. And this recent conference that I went to um, earlier this month, hosted by my friend Emma Fox and her partner, uh, David Contorno, they they have a benefits brokerage that also focuses on alternative funding based out of North Carolina. And they hosted a conference for other brokers. And they were like, collaboration beats competition. There is enough business for all of us and then some, more than we could ever get to. So this whole, you know, trade secrets and all that kind of stuff, that's old school thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, you know, a lot of times I have brokers call me because I, you know, I specialize in life insurance and Medicare. And and sometimes they're looking at purchasing another book of business and they just don't understand that part and how it might integrate with the sale of, of that business. And so I'm so happy to help them understand it. So a purchase that they're thinking about making or a partnership, if they're combining businesses that they can they can understand it. And they're always like, well, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're being taken advantage of, you know, should, you know, what do you want for this? I'm like, you know what? I just want you to succeed. That's all I want because that's why we're here. And especially I say, as we get older in our careers, we need that next generation to be there and uh, and be good stewards of this business, you know? Absolutely. Totally. I could not agree more. Yeah. So uh, in closing, I want to thank you so much, uh, Serena. You know, you and I, we can always talk for hours, right? <laughs> no shortage of topic of conversation. Do you have a closing message that you would like to share with everyone? And maybe uh, we'll put all your, your bio, your picture, and your contact information, but maybe talk about the best way that they could also contact you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, my door is always open. I, like I said, I'm, I'm very... Um, into collaboration and sharing ideas because I mean, yeah, I'm still on a journey. I I haven't learned hopefully half of what I'm going to learn. You know, I I still have, uh, you know, several years left in my career and, and hopefully a nice long life, you know, in front of me. And I'm always about continuing to learn, grow, collaborate, um, commiserate. I've heard myself tell a few people this year that I, they can consider me to be a safe place to vent. It seems like um, some people are confiding some really heavy stuff in me. And, and I um, take that very seriously. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm easy to get a hold of. My name is pretty unique. I didn't like that when I was a kid, um, you know, when I was at Disneyland and like, I, I want a mug with my name on it. Like that never happened. Um, but uh, 
So my my handle, if you will, is Serena J. So I'm Serena J at solveins.com. I'm Serena J on LinkedIn. And that's how to find me. Okay, super. Well, thank you so much. And I'm super excited for people to listen to this podcast and learn about a new way to look at employee benefits for their companies. And thank you again. And I know you'll be back on the show again. Thank you, Helen. Congratulations on all your success and on your podcast. It's really been, like I said at the beginning, a lot of fun to watch you evolve from when we first met to to where you are now, both in your professional and your personal life. And I just love it. And so I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate the invite and the opportunity to share some of this passion um, with your audience. Thank you. All right, Serena. Love you, girl. See you soon. Love you too. See you in Vegas. All right. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, Helen at OrnelasInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond. Beyond.